Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Franco Premier League Show Season 2 with uh, Episode 9. Uh, it's just the cousins today. It's, it's me and, uh, and Martin. Martin, how are you today, man? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good that I saw United's results. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it will keep the piss ticking at a minimum. Uh, you want to uh, uh, re, 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 reintroduce yourself? Um, Just in case uh, whoever is, uh, is new listening to us. Well, my name is Martin, uh, Egyptian living in Canada, uh, and I support Man United. Yes, yes, he does, unfortunately. But we're not going to hold that against you. Um, I, I don't feel like you're in the best position to say that right now. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> we're in the top seven now. <laughs> Big achievement. <laughs> well, uh, uh, my name is, is David. Uh, I'm also an Egyptian. But, uh, I live in Orlando, Florida, in the United States, in the Corona land. Um, and I support Chelsea. Yes. yes, I do. I do. I can hear your booze. I can hear your booze. But hey, we're not in the best position right now. But I feel, I feel it could be rectified. I feel like it could be rectified this season. So... Uh, I wanted to talk with you, Martin, about uh, match days twenty or match days twenty-one. We're not. Uh, I feel like if if we go through every single game, uh, it would be too too long. So I just wanna run down the games that were crucial to the table. Of course, they all were crucial, and but. We'll just go by order. So one of the games that caught my eye, Bissaraha, and it sent it sent West Ham to the top four was the Crystal Palace game. Uh, what did you make of that game? The Suchek wow. and Suchek and Craig Dawson again. Uh, yeah, Suchek and Craig Dawson again from set pieces. Mm. Uh, West Ham were pretty dominant, other than the the goal in the first three minutes. The whole first half was just West Ham. They were attacking. Um, they were putting pressure. They should have scored a lot more than two goals. Because uh, I remember I had Antonio captain in fantasy. So I was kind of hoping he would do something. He got he hit uh, two shots against the post. He missed an open net. Yes. He missed a one-on-one. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he like scored the hat trick for you on like uh, <laughs> on like a game week in fantasy. So. Well, last season, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, West Ham in January, yeah, were very, very dominant. Uh, yeah, which is not typical West Ham fashion, yeah. And uh, they're usually they sit deep and like when they were one nil down, because they were one nil down early, early, early on. Uh, the third minute, yeah. Yeah, I thought they know, they know they they were like gonna try to chase the game, but they looked. They looked comfortable at one 0 down. As as I don't I don't mean that in a bad way, but I feel like they didn't have any doubts in their mind. Even the players didn't look like, oh, I'm rushing to get to the net. No, I'm gonna take my time, because they knew deep down, oh, we're gonna win this game. And to be honest, that's the kind of mentality that's putting them that put them in the top four when they won that game. 
Yeah, they were. They they looked very confident against Palace. Uh, yes, West Ham are not really typically um, dominating possession or anything, but against Palace, a team who also doesn't typically dominate possession, they really were comfortable in the. I, I would debate the and Crystal Palace are, are more attacking than West Ham, a lot more. I wouldn't say so. I, I think they're, they look more dangerous because they have players like Eze and, and Zaha who are, are capable of taking players one-on-one. So they look dangerous because just because when these players get on the ball, you feel like something's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but West Ham are a lot more organized when they attack. Uh, and they obviously have a very strong point in set pieces and, and, and crosses in general. Um, um, they were they were a lot more dangerous. They created a lot more chances. Crystal Palace were not even there in the first half, and like they didn't have other than the yeah. goal from the third minute to the forty fifth minute. So the first time we're playing alone, they they could have made it a lot more than two one. Um, and second half, they obviously added the third, and they dominated the game even after three one. Uh, didn't look dangerous at all. They scored the goal in the, in the very last second of the game, pretty much. Uh, but I feel like the score is kind of flattering towards Crystal Palace. That this game should have been a lot more than three-two. Um, but yeah, West Ham yeah. held on to the win. They had a lot of chances. Yeah. Yeah. But Scandi, at the end of the day, West Ham got the the, the three points. Which all matters, really, especially in in, in this very very odd season. Yeah, you they have, needed yeah. to keep their momentum going. You have teams like in at seventh and eighth that have like double digit goal difference, and the teams are in the top have like single digit goal difference. This, this league doesn't make any sense for some reason. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll 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 move on from that. But so who did you think was the best player in that game? Um, it's a. Uh... I, I I'm not gonna give it to Susek just because it's just headers. He, <laughs> he was he was good and he scored two goals and obviously yeah that's it's a big advantage to him. But uh, for the game itself, I felt like Declan Rice really yes. controlled the game, yes. really um, really controlled the midfield, and he was a as a key part even without any direct goal contributions. Mm-hmm. It was very 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 heavily involved in the game. I I also wanna give. A shout out to Pablo Fornals. Uh, although, like, he's not the the showstopper kind of player, kind of playmaker. But hot of in the attacking midfield, and he will still do a good job. Uh, he's a he's a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a hard worker. I I thought in you know, after Smod they would lose depth. Okay, that. And it's sad to see, really, that side Barama is not really performing that well because this is one of the players that I wanted to succeed in the Prem. Because he, he, like seeing him in the championship, he just brought this electrifying energy. He gave me like some James Madison type of vibes. Um, I'm, he, let's just be honest. Saeed Barama isn't really doing that well right now. Uh, I think he's, he's starting to, to adapt a bit. The team yeah, because the the system of West Ham is not is not designed yeah. for the yeah good Brentford Hulls. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't give him enough time to get on the ball and then yeah. take players one on one. They usually want to play faster. They want to get the ball up quickly to Antonio and and use his pace and 
yes. abuse abuse his place of strength. FIFA. But he doesn't really get the chance to yeah, settle in with the ball and, 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 and pick passes and stuff like that. But I think he's try starting to adapt a bit more to the play style. Um I think he will work, even if not with West Ham this year. I think he can work with quite a few teams in the Prem. I don't think West Ham yes. was the was the best choice, but I think he can still make it work. Yes, they could, they could definitely. And I think it, it, it was a one of those type of transfers a lot because he's like what 24, 25. Uh, they, they're looking more ahead uh, in in that transfer, even if David Moyes doesn't stay there. Uh, I I feel like this was this was not a manager signing. This was definitely a board signing. A lot where. We're here in the Prem for the long run. We're here to compete for a Europa League spot. And they definitely got... Yeah, yeah. He has a lot of quality, so it's yeah. going to be beneficial to any manager. Top. Let's uh, let's move on to the game. Yeah, this this is no dissing at Arsenal, but I didn't expect that result. Um, Arsenal showed a lot of heart in that game. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you make of it? What did you make of it? Uh... Well, this is the game where Southampton had none of their fullbacks. Um, yeah. Before the game, it was obvious that it was going to cause problems for Southampton because they are quite dependent on their fullbacks overlapping. Well, not dependent, but they especially they... facing Nicola Pepe, Bukayo Saka, and Lacazette. <laughs> you I have players running at you. <laughs> I'm more attacking wise. Their fullbacks are quite attacking. They they and they use them well. And Hassan also uses them uses the yes. fullbacks well to overlap and create space for the other creative players that they have, like Boyd Kraus and, and uh, Walcott. And, and Vestergaard was, is injured too, right? Yeah, he's been injured for a while, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, the lack of their, their starting fullbacks really showed in the game. They weren't as dangerous as they are usually are, even with Adams and Ings up front. Um, I don't think they were bad, but Arsenal they they held on. They didn't concede. Well, they conceded. They, they conceded the third minute. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but after after conceding that that weird first goal, um, yeah, they they showed a lot of heart. They 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 equalized pretty much like five minutes after, uh, and after then it was pretty much a, a new game around the tenth minute. Uh, it looked like Arsenal were the the only ones that were gonna that were gonna win the game. Um, they made more dangerous uh, runs. Imagine. They yeah. So tak so tak ata ul ul teni manish. Okay. Um, I was saying that after Southampton scored the first goal early on, mm. Arsenal equalized pretty much instantly, and then from then onwards, uh, it only looked like there was gonna be one winner. Uh, Arsenal were were creating more chances, getting in more dangerous positions, and obviously that's 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 uh, due to the quality of the players like Saka and, and Lacazette and Smith Rowe. Yes. Um, but uh, they 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 surprised me as well. To be honest, I didn't expect them to to go for it as much as they did. Regardless of the result, I expected them to kind of sit back a bit and uh, try to hit on counters. But I felt like they were they were more dominant than Southampton throughout the game, even when yeah, they were ahead. Yeah, yeah, and and 
I, I know a lot of Arsenal fans are, are, are not satisfied with how he's playing right now. Both both players actually, but I I did think that Pepe and and William had a good game, and I they did what they were supposed to do. Um, I uh, think Pepe, Pepe played well. I yeah, I, I I would say William didn't do bad. Yeah, he didn't do half bad. Um, I think the the main problem with Pepe is sometimes he shows some moments of quality, but then it's not consistent enough. For for a club like Arsenal, you need to be consistently performing. Messi um, he just he shows up one game and then he doesn't show up for the next two or three games, and that's kind of the frustrating thing for for Arsenal fans. No, it's just uh, they invested a lot of money in him, uh, so it's just one of those things. Loa, we they really really want him to succeed, and I get that. Seeing that with Havertz and Werner and stuff, and and like smash the TV every time they miss an open sitter. Uh, but but I can understand where they're coming from. I mean, keep in mind, a lot of the games. I know he's he doesn't have a really good scoring record right now, but a lot of those games he came on. He came on as a sub. Finally, this is this is too harsh on him. And and he's still young. He will adapt to the Premier League. He will become. He will come good eventually. That's that's. Not I think a lot a lot of people understand that there's just the frustration is with. They want him to succeed now. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, and they're not. Yeah, you know, they're not in a position where they can wait and let players take their time to develop. They need. Mm-hmm. They need to players to perform I, right now. I think Tierney was out in in this game, uh, and, and Cedric yeah. played as a left back. Yeah, uh, and I, I I think he did all right. I think he he was more of a no nonsense type of fullback. Law. I would just sit deep and and try to dispossess, and he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, I know he's he did a good job. He was he was one of the best players for us. Yeah, top. Um, who was who was your 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 man of the match for this one? Um, I'm gonna give it to Chaka. Chaka. Yes, I don't really rate him that highly as a. Like I, I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone does. Bless I feel like he was the best player for us in that game. Uh, see, this is tricky for me because I always thought he's not a Premier League quality type of player. But in this game, he showed a lot of heart. Uh, I'm gonna give it Rob Holding. Uh, he played really well in that game. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to. Um, let's just make this quick, right? West Brom, Man City, five 0 away. Cancelo masterclass. Um, Pep being Pep, City back at its comfort zone. Uh, Gunduan turning into prime Gotze. Yeah, it's it's just one of the the sets of results we're used to. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't been getting a lot of recently, uh, but still, obviously there's nothing you need to say. They were dominant. They really showed the the, the difference in quality between the two teams. Mm-hmm. They scored early, which which took the pressure off and kind of messed up with West Brom's tactics. I'm sure their their tactics with similar dice against City would be mm-hmm. just sit back, don't concede, even if we don't score, then we just get a draw and we'll be fine. Um, what do you think is going on with with Ben Mendy? 
Because he's not playing, fam. And um, they're playing Zinchenko over him. I, I, I don't know how fit he is. To, I don't, I'm not sure if he's 100% fit. But um, Zinchenko has been doing pretty well since he came in. He's, he's um, decent. But, I mean, you have a 60 million left back. Was a World Cup winner. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't obviously don't know what ha- what's happening behind the scenes. I don't know whether he's he's being uh, kind of rested and precautionary, precautionary, and he's sitting on the bench for now until he's hundred percent fit, so he doesn't re-injure himself. Um, if that's the case, then then sure, let him take his time. You don't really need him at this point. You don't need to rush him back. Uh, if yeah. it's a tactical decision just to not involve him right now because the team is, is flowing well, I would also understand that because uh, when Walker uh, uh, tested positive, after that, they had to use Cancelo and Zinchenko at this point. They performed well. They had some good results. They had, yes. they had some good performances. So it's kind of the don't don't change what's not broken, really. I mean, you don't need to change it when, when you're doing well and you're, you're performing and getting the results. And I, I think it's never been the same ever since the Barcelona fallout, the surgery, okay? Uh, I don't think it's ever been the same uh, between Guardiola and, and Mendy. Because I remember, yani, Guardiola talked Mendy from Monaco. Yeah. Surely something happened there. My fashion, the reputation, there had to be something. I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes for sure. But so there must have been some sort of a fallout. And I remember this was like one of Guardiola's big signings at the time. Can our mother give signing of that caliber and that expensive? Can Lissa. Badaha came, came Aymeric Laporte. I mean, yeah, I think Kyle Walker came before him, which was around the same, pretty much the same thing. But uh, yeah. for Mendy, I feel like Guardiola gave him a lot of chances. And he just really, I don't feel like he really took these chances as well. I don't think he kind of performed up to the standard that Guardiola expects from his players. Um, he was just okay most games. Yeah, I mean, some games he was just pretty bad, some games he was okay, some games he was maybe above average Bassiani on a whole I don't think he really took that chance and he didn't he didn't grab on onto it as like you have to start me after after this performance or any performance that I've seen of them it didn't really scream out I'm, I'm, I should be the starting left back and it just it looked like he was not really the same player as he was in Monaco he wasn't yeah. as as threatening offensively he was pretty much liability defensively Yes, um, it wasn't as fast yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see why Guardiola would really, yeah, he rush him back uh, when when he has players that are working for him. Uh, he has to prove himself. He has to prove that he's capable of cementing that left back spot for the foreseeable future, which is why they they bought him. Uh, but I guess we'll see, and I'm sure he got his chances sooner or later. And we'll have to assess his performance. Tab, and uh, who did you think was the best player in the game? Um, I'm probably going to say Cancelo. Cancelo? I'm going to say good one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's either or. Tab, uh, West Brom, going down or no? I believe so, yeah. 
You think so? Even with Big Fat Sam, they're still gonna go down. Uh, I don't. I don't see. I don't see them uh, escaping this one. To be honest, but you never know. Because, man, because them Fulham and Sheffield, <laughs> they're like eight points away from safety. <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> I can see. I can maybe see Fulham escaping. I don't know. I don't seven know. points away though. Yeah, but they're only halfway through. I don't know who's gonna drop if if Fulham have to escape because the the and teams above them are not doing too badly. I I uh, think well we both can agree Sheffield is done, bro. Sheffield, that's it. Like they're not. They're, I think uh, they definitely need a, a a miracle to get out of it. Yeah, and that would be a great escape, like the hustle again. Yeah, I think the same with best food was Brom. I think was Brom and Sheffield are are uh, pretty much guaranteed to to be relegated at this point. Fulham, I think they out of the three. I think Fulham is the only one that that, that might have a chance. Uh, but still, it's gonna be a tough ask for them. Oh yeah, definitely, man. I it's it's tough, but uh, I see. I I don't think they'll survive, but there is a scenario somehow, some way that's not so so unlikely that they can get out of this because they've been there before. With Fulham, uh, let West Brom, West Brom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I just they they're they're not too far away. The the points wise, it's not impossible. But just when I see them, when I see their games, and when I see how they play, they just don't look like they they're gonna. Mm-hmm. They're not really gonna get the points. Uh, you just need like a, a string of games, and you just need to play Sheffield, and you need to play Fulham, then you need to play Brighton, and and just those nine try to get nine points. The thing is, I just don't see them winning against any of these teams. Uh, yeah, Sheffield maybe. Sheffield even Sheffield, maybe. I feel like Sheffield would really outwork them. Um, Sheffield, because Sheffield have not been playing badly. They're just uh, not lucky. Just, they're not oh. getting the results. They're not. They're not getting the that first goal that can really push them on. Um, and yeah, they haven't really been like blown out of the water any game this season, or I, I believe so. Um, they usually lose by one goal, uh, even against City. I mean, uh, I, I guess maybe our game, Arba'a-Wahid. Well, yeah, I guess other than that, that one game. But see, any other, yeah. every other game, pretty much, they they, they narrowly lose. Um, so I yeah. feel like they, they're... It's going to be tough because of the position they put themselves in uh, to climb out of it. It, it uh, was kind of a perfect storm too because they had like at one point all their three centre-backs out and Aaron Ramsdale was new. I think it was just a perfect storm from, from everywhere. And and I think they'll be proud with an eighth-place finish last season. So like some teams are just like that because keep in mind some of the Premier League teams... So some of the championship teams that come to the Premier League, sometimes one of the worst things that could happen to them was actually getting promoted. Because you start giving pay rises or stuff, and then you end up going back down to the championship. It's just a disaster. That's what's happening with Sunderland now. Sunderland can't get out of League One. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I feel like, I feel like they kind of gave gave in to the fact that they're going to get relegated. I don't think they're going to sack Chris Wilder. No. Um, no that's, it's, I, it's the same as the Eddie Howe and Sean Dyer situation. They've earned this position from what they did to the club. Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
and then they'll they rebuild from the championship. And I think if they go down to the championship, they don't really need to sell anyone. They don't have any big name players. Um, Maybe well, I, they, I would they say have, man, they have I think Baldock. I, th- I don't think Baldock would last long because they have a couple. I'm not saying they don't have any Premier League quality players. I'm just talking yeah. about big names. They came up with uh, pretty much the same squad and the same group, other than a few additions here and there. Um, so I think if they go down to the Championship, they may mess and sell like Brewster, uh, Empadu, uh, players like that. that a- Empadu's play. alone. So he's I coming. Think they have an option. Chelsea. They have an option to buy, don't they? I don't think so. Wait, let, let me double check. I don't. Uh... I feel like it's not just a simple loan. I think there is some option to buy. I'm not I mean, sure. even uh... even if there is an option to buy, they might just not take it, or they might take it and then sell him for higher. I don't know. I don't see him staying in the championship. Um. That's uh, most of most of the the squad. It's just a simple loan, simple one year loan. Okay, then they don't need to do anything with them. And I think with Chelsea status right now, they're definitely gonna love having Ampadu <laughs> in their defense. All right. Um. So yeah, I feel like it's it's pretty much done for them, and they'll have to start thinking about next season. So uh, let's let's uh, let's move on um, to the game after. We said we'd make this quick, but fucking hell, we've been talking about City and West Brom for like 15 minutes. Uh, Chelsea Wolves. So Tuchel uh, ball. I will. I will much. Uh, see, I I don't want to judge that too harshly because Tuchel had pretty much six hours with the team. And had one team meeting. Uh, yeah, I don't want to judge that. Yeah, I don't want to sh- judge that too harshly. But still, it's fucking wolves, bro. At home, come on, man, bring your shooting boots, lads. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, I, I. There's. It's not really fair to assess a uh, new manager from the first game. Um, what I can say is, Havertz looked a bit better. Looks yeah, look a bit better. more confident. He looked he looked like a football player. <laughs> yeah, which is which is much better than he was. Yeah, um, it's gonna. I don't know what that means for Mason Mount or I don't really know what that means for any of the players because I, I don't know because Tuchel is is really kind of known for having favorite players that he likes to to yes. depend on yes. for most Absolutely. of the games. So I feel like he's going through that. Uh, any trying stage where he's gonna try players out even we're gonna talk about it later but even give players like Alonso a game um, so he's really try starting to see I, I wouldn't say the issue is with Mount I'd say the issue is with Reese James yeah no I, I, there are a few players who would be uh, I don't I, I wouldn't know if they're gonna get game time like they used to with Frank Lampard yeah, uh, yeah, James Mount Abraham um, uh, Zuma. By the looks of it, I, I don't know if if they'll work their way into the squad. Um, but I mean, in, in Dortmund days, he rotated a lot of players. No, he rotated. He's gonna he's gonna use them for sure, but uh, not as much as they would like to. I think. Yes. Um, yes. He looks like he will, he wants to use Hudson Odoi as a wing back. Uh, so I don't know where but that. Not well. 
Yeah, it is working out. It's giving him space. It's isolating him with the with the fullbacks. Uh, I guess it it is getting him to be in the best position. Without because I the think pressure. one of one of Hudson Adoy's weaknesses is that he doesn't cut in good. He's he's perfectly fine running in a straight straight line, and and that's why I feel like wing back could low key be his best position. I guess in a in a certain system, yes, that would mm-hmm. that would benefit him. And he wouldn't need to do a lot of defending. He would still need to do some, which might be a problem against the, the better teams. Yeah. Um, but say it's giving him space because Ziyech likes to cut in. So it's pretty much giving him the whole right side by himself mm-hmm. uh, without the pressure of uh, really any being a winger and needing to always be up there, needing to take players on. He just makes the runs. He makes the overlaps. If he gets the chance, he has a decent cross on him. It's going to create a lot of chances. It's going to be dangerous. Uh, but obviously, we'll have to wait and see if, it's, if, if, if Tuchel is convinced by him in that position, if Tuchel is going to keep yes. playing him like that, if Tuchel is going to keep playing a 3-5-2 Aslan. You never know at this point. Tuchel doesn't have a specific formation that he sticks to. He played at Dortmund, I think, 4-4-2. And he played in Mainz a four uh, a three four two one, and he played a PSG a four triple two. When them, you don't know what you're gonna get with Tuchel, uh, but so you know one thing you're gonna get heart, one thing, and 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 a lot a lot of passes. <laughs> that Chelsea team, fucking hell, almost had nine hundred passes in that game. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, that was a yeah. record. Yeah, I feel like he after a few games when he gets to know his squad, I think that's when we'll really be able to to see who who he wants to keep, who he wants to use more often, if he's gonna get the best out of Havertz and Werner, uh, if he's gonna get the best out of the Chelsea squad in general. There's a lot of questions, and it's not an easy task for him to come in in the middle of the season and take a squad that is underperforming and very low in confidence. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we need to get some more time. Yeah, disappointed, toxic environment. To, to flip all of that and and to avoid defeat. I, I mean, avoiding defeat wasn't really a big, big achievement, but it definitely like showed me something that, oh, okay, this could work. You know what I mean? Because I'm not going to lie. Oh, 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 of course, me as a Chelsea fan. Uh, and I know we've had lengthy conversations about how bad Frank Lampard was. Okay, but so of course it's still sentimental. You know what I mean? Um, it's still obviously any Chelsea fan would want Lampard to succeed. Result, and and it, it's still. It, it, when when Lampard got sacked, I don't think any Chelsea fan was like happy about it. But so they were just okay. Let's just move on from this. We we need to at least compete for top four. Even if we don't achieve it, because it didn't look good, fam. I mean, right now we're in seventh because other teams suck, right? Or other yeah. teams' results played in our favor. Inconsistent. It just it and you're not gonna get that week in week out. Sometimes you have to put in your own effort, not just tie with wolves, no, no, or not just be Burnley too, no, which is gonna we'll talk about later. But uh, let's let's move on, but from that game, 
but so before uh, before I, I know it's going to be a hard choice because n- no player really stood out. But so who was your player of the match? Uh, I'll give it to Arsenal. Uh, I'll give it to Rui. Rui Patricio, man. Unbelievable game. A lot of saves. Yeah, he made some decent saves, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you really want to talk about Burnley and Aston Villa? <laughs> Clarinet Derby? Uh, I don't know. The it was an easy, easy game to assess. Yeah, yeah, Aston, Aston Villa should have really should have gotten the win. Uh, they got hit by a bunch of weird crosses and set pieces. Um, first goal was, uh, was a corner. Second goal was just an awkward cross that got no touch and just went in for some reason. It was a very odd game to watch, to be honest. Yes, uh-huh. definitely. And but, but I was impressed with Burnley, bro, because Burnley doesn't. I don't think they've ever scored three goals, man, in the Premier League. Yeah, no, they 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 knew how to use their sense against. Uh, yeah. An Aston Villa team who is they are on paper they are strong defensively. Mm-hmm. But um, they're always susceptible to to being attacked, especially on on crosses and set pieces. Yes, definitely. They, they can could definitely cause some panic with with, with the Aston Villa defense. Uh, so, uh, they use that to their advantage. We'll, we'll make this quick. Who was your player of the match? I guess I have to give it to Dwight McNeil. Uh, Dwight. Mm. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all. Just that, and he, his goal was unintentional. To be fair, no, um, there's no say, way he meant that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I'm sure he didn't mean it. But see, and he, throughout the game, he looked, uh, he looked dangerous. He was always going at uh, at cash, mm-hmm. um, trying to get crosses in, and they pretty much most of the chances they created was was through him. So I have to give it to him. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Tarkovsky, man. Every time this lad plays, I don't know how he stood up Burnley, bro. This guy, I would debate he's one of the best defenders in the league. He's so good, and especially in that system. Uh, Allahu alam, how he'd fit into another system because maybe just Burnley's system just makes him look good. Let's see. I think there are a few a few other teams out there that that can fit him in. I'd say West Ham is probably oh yeah the most sure. logical the most yes. logical destination. Especially getting to the forties now. Um, we'll skip Brighton and and Fulham. Kind of a boring game to be honest. I didn't even finish it. Uh, so let's let's just talk about the United Sheffield game because I I think this one will take us some time talking about it. Uh, what what did you make of that game? Uh, it's just one of these typical games that you know they have to go through every single season. It's, it's a typical Sheffield game, proper rage quit FIFA game. Yeah, but says I can't blame. Yes, I can complain that the goal De Gea got a shove and that easily could have been given given as a foul, and then we score on the other end and it gets given as a foul. So you still only scored one goal. No, no, I know. But we scored a, a goal that wasn't given. But yeah, I know, I know, yeah. Regardless of that, uh, I think with the performance, it was just one of these games where, where everyone expects us to win. And I think everyone should rightfully so expect us to win. It's a home game against a team that has only gotten one win throughout the season. Um, best me being a, a long-time United fan, 
Uh, and here's the thing. I think these are the kind of teams that always give you trouble. Yani, you, you never... I know the stats around the top six, okay, though, because you did you don't do well against top six. But so no, I think against the bottom six, you also tend to get shaken up a bit about it. I, I think I think yeah. it's just the the fact Cullen, that we... West Brom, Brighton, Crystal Palace, all, they all give you a hard time. No, I, I yeah, the, that that's true. Mm-hmm. And we got the results out of most of these games, but the performances weren't up to par. Yeah. Um, but the the problem is is that they give the, you a fight at least that's what I meant yeah yeah no they're always gonna give you a fight because they're fighting for for their lives really to stay they have nothing to lose they're not expected to get anything out of the game uh, that that mentality of we're the underdogs and we're going to a team that is top of the league or close to the top of the league. Uh, let's just give it a give it our best shot, and if we don't win or we don't even get a draw, then we don't really expect to get anything out of this game. Um, but the game just showed, first of all, how much we depend on Luke Shaw, which is something that I don't think a lot of people recognize at this point, whether they're United fans or not. That Luke Shaw is very essential to this team. Uh, oh yes, oh, yeah. uh, Fred and McTominay, their absence. And Matic playing, it wasn't didn't work out very well because just the team lacked intensity and urgency and very slow in, in our build-up and very slow in our transitions. Uh, it's just typical United home game. You're you really, yeah. This is the game where you should have won. You should have put a lot of pressure on City and just been up there. Just yeah, and separate yourself from the people uh, below you. Uh, and it just didn't didn't look like we we, we realized that it looked like a a preseason game. Like the players yes. weren't really bothered by the game. See, uh, I I don't think it's not about bothering or no, and that's just my. Opinion. I think they look tired, bro. They look knackered, especially Bruno. Man, Bruno looked, and and I mean rightfully so. He's been playing ninety minutes. It's not even week. It's like three times, two times a week. That's gotta be a toll on him. I yeah, the obviously uh, um, fatigue was was a big part. I can yeah. after after a while you can tell that the players are just tired. But we had some players out there who who were rotated like Twan Zabi, like Telus, uh, like Maric. She doesn't play every game. I think Van de Beek should have definitely been used in this game because uh, Sheffield against Sheffield you need players who are good in in in, in small spaces. And Van de Beek is probably our best, our best player in small spaces, along with Matt. Oh, yeah. half half space king. Um, That's always how he played. I feel like it was just a bad performance by the players, a bad performance by the managers, just a bad performance all around. Um, and it was just it just looked like we came in knowing that we're gonna win. We conceded the first goal, and then we. We try to push on, we equalize, and then they're like, "Laugh us! We're just we're, we're gonna score at some point." There was no urgency. Like, let's yeah. let's let's put a lot of pressure on them, and and they have to crumble. We didn't even create that many chances. Uh, one thing I, I gotta say, expect. though, one thing I wanna say is, is Paul Pogba. Um, you never know what you're gonna get at this point. But he's my argument against Paul Pogba, right? And no. Uh, now that his contract is coming to a stalemate, 
and he's trying to secure a move where he's trying to play for the Euro, blah, blah, blah. One thing I want to argue is that, so we've seen Pogba in these past few weeks how he played, right? Masterclass. But one thing I want to say is you really waited up until this point to show how class you could be. I mean, they've waited on you for what we're going into the fifth year now. Right? So fifth year of Paul Pogba. We still don't know what Paul Pogba's best position is. Uh, we still don't know how we can fit Poggy, Van de Beek, Bruno and Matic all in one midfield. We still don't know how good Pogba could be because you've seen in some games how he turns some games upside down. Almost, I would argue, more extremity than Bruno had. Then Bruno actually shoots a lot. But Pogba, one shot, one goal. Pogba, and that's my argument, could turn a game more than Bruno. But why are you not like this week in, week out? What's, why are you that inconsistent? Um, I have said before multiple times that I think Pogba is the, the player with the most quality in our squad. Just technical quality and just natural talent really as as a footballer he has everything you need uh his problem was always uh the inconsistency uh the attitude some would argue um i think he looked pretty tired in that game i i didn't think he should have started that game i think he should have he should have uh, come off the bench if if he was needed um that was more a game for van de beek or even scott mctominay uh, just to have more energy in that midfield, especially if you're going to play with Matic. Uh, and I know he wanted to have a more attacking midfield just because it was yes. Sheffield and we're always bound to have more of the ball. Because when they had the ball, we weren't we weren't pressing properly. We're pressing individually. Individuals were pressing, but we're not pressing as a team. So uh, they had way too much time on the ball. Uh, the second goal was very good, good. Uh, example of that, they had they just passed without with no pressure. Uh, and no one really like. Uh, there's always some player that is left with with no no any empty no no marking at all. We got, Was, we is that the on the defense and, or on the midfield though? No, I think that's on, that's on the midfield because most of the players were not the attackers. It was the the fullbacks and the, the midfielders they were getting they were just left in empty space for no reason whatsoever I mean, that it wasn't even a counter attack it was just a build up play that took a couple of minutes and then they went they got to our box and then we get the ball we we don't clear it properly and then obviously they get that, that second ball no pressure whatsoever on the players they just keep passing in in our box and they take a shot obviously it's a like deflection and everything but uh, but they shouldn't. Any that was not just the story of this goal. That was the story of a lot of other attacks that they had. And a lot they of just, the goals you can see were like that too. Yeah, and but especially, especially, especially oh. in this game, it was just that they, it was it was weird watching it. It's like if any, we were fighting to go first. We're fighting to the top of the league against a team that that pretty much came in. Gave it knowing, up at this point. Yeah, yeah they're knowing that they're beaten. They're knowing that they're knowing that if we score first and if we take the lead, 
I think they probably just crumbled and collapsed. And there's nothing we can do. We're not a team that attacks well when when we're down. We're a team that can play on counter attacks. Uh, all he needed to do was just take the lead, and that would have pretty much got you the game. But any mafish there is. It's like remember that video of the Chelsea fans. Like there's no heart, there is no desire, there is no <laughs> strategy. <laughs> There is. Yes. It, it was very true, Yanni. There yes. was no urgency. Uh, the players didn't seem like they were fighting for top spot. And that's very weird to me, especially some of the players that are in and out of the squad. I thought this is the game where they're really going to show their quality. Players like Telles, like Wanzebi, uh, even like Maric. Um, I know Maric is, is used in specific games for specific reasons, and he's not really expected to play every this game. This was not it, though. This is a game you're trying to go out and win. Why are you playing Matic? Why you could play someone who could, like a Fred, or, or that, 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 that would push you forward? I think definitely a, a Fred would have been a much better choice for a game like that because we needed that energy in the Maybe midfield. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, I think it was mostly for rotational purposes because they wanted to use Fred and McTominay against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, at the same time, these are games you can't let go. And even a draw would have been a bad result and we didn't even get that. But I mean, man, yeah. this is the Premier League for you, isn't it? Yeah, I guess I, I have come to expect these kind of games a few times every season just from us. Yeah, I mean. um, before that, we move on. Uh, tell me, who was your, your player of the game? Uh, for me, I, I thought it was John Fleck. Oh, really? And I w- wouldn't go far, actually, uh, just just a player down. I was going to say Ampadu. I think he played so well, man. I think he was okay. I just don't think we gave them enough to worry about uh, defensively. And we didn't really pile on the pressure as we were supposed to. But see, he was decent, yeah, and that's not his fault, you know, obviously. I mean, he, he dealt with what, what, what came to him. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Top. Uh, let's move on to the uh, other game. I don't think we have much, much games left in this weekend league. Just uh, Liverpool. Eh? Tottenham and Liverpool. Tottenham and Liverpool. Yeah, we're, I'm just going to skip Everton and Leicester because these were, I mean, we can go over it real quick. Um, I think Leicester played better. Uh, I just think it was just a moment of brilliance out of Hamas that that Yanni Loa dictated how the game went. And for some reason, I never see Leicester as the type of team that would chase a game. Although of how much attacking and and and, and counter pressing they are, I still think that when they're down two nil, one nil, they're always it's always hard for them. To come back from a deficit for some reason, even though they're a very attacking team, they don't play. They don't play well against low blocks. Um, and Ancelotti is is master at that. Um, yeah, no, Ancelotti just plays the or obviously uh, they have injuries for their fullbacks and everything, so they have to play pretty much four center backs in defense, but. Yeah. It definitely yani, takes away from their attacking presence. Uh, but recently, Everton has just been playing very defensive for some reason. They've just been uh, dropping back and hoping for a counter, um, which it, which is, is weird for me personally, but I guess 
they they need to do that because of the fullbacks thing. I'm not sure. Um, they took the lead, obviously, as you said, with a moment of brilliance. Just an individual. Yeah. Really, no, nothing. Just James took the ball, put it on his right foot, weirdly enough, and then put it in the top corner. Um, and then after that, it was obviously Everton dropping back again. And then just trying to absorb all the pressure that's coming in from Leicester. Um, obviously, Leicester missing uh, Jamie Vardy as well didn't help. Uh, yeah, but they managed to somehow. I think Ayozi. I think Ayozi did all right. I don't think he did that bad. He did all right, but that team is is kind of centered around Jamie. Madison, Madison and Vardy partnership. Madison gets the ball, and he knows where Vardy is going. He knows his runs. He's always delivering that ball that he wants, and that's how most of their attacks are formed. Um, but so with his absence, obviously, Ayuzifer is, is, is a good player, but he's not providing the same as as Vardy. Um, but, but they somehow got a goal. It was kind of a, I think I thought it was Pickford's fault, really. Yeah, um, they yeah, should have conceded. When is it not? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty empty game to be honest. There yeah, wasn't much going on. Much, yeah. Tab, tab, let's just choose a man of the match. Who was it? Uh, I'll give it to James Rodriguez. I give Ben Godfrey. I think he played really, really well. He absorbed all the pressure coming from that wing from Albrighton and Castagna. Um. And I think he, he drifted into the middle to help out Gomez and Dini a lot. Uh, it was between Dini or Godfrey for me. Uh, yes, a moment of brilliance from Hamez. But I think this game was more of... When, when, you're, when you're having that much pressure on you, um, I feel like there needs to be more credit on, on especially that, that left side uh, from, from Everton. So... So let's uh, let's move on to Tottenham and Liverpool. Like we said, man, like we said, me and you, Tottenham was not gonna chase the title. <laughs> I've said it. I've said it from the very beginning. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's never it just gonna, didn't never look sustainable lie. from the get go, man. It didn't look sustainable from the get go, and Tottenham were so bad, man. Oh. They were terrible. I, I I'm not even putting that lightly or. Yeah, many, many mistakes, which is, by the way, I've never seen a Mourinho team make so many defensive mistakes before. Um, but I so think that's they, what, they, they were lucky to just get away with a 3-1. With a 3-1, it could, have, it could have been a lot more, yeah. It could have been a disaster for them. Um, yeah, and yeah, after, this, the two, after the first half, the two goals... Uh, well, the one goal in the first half and then the second right after the second half started. Uh, yeah, and he, if they didn't get that goal from Hoiberg, I think it would have been a long night for them. Um, thing is, but... there's a whole shitstorm coming against them too. They play Chelsea next, then West Brom three days later. Then they have Everton in the FA Cup, then City, then Europa League, then West Ham. Yeah, like, in, they, in they the don't look... Of... Yeah, in the space of 17 days, they have six games. Yeah, no, they, they don't look like they can buy a win, really, at this point. They're struggling to find 
they're struggling defensively, um, which is what they've been strong at. They're struggling offensively to create chances and score. To, uh, see, I, I don't get a lot of predictions, right? But so this was the writing on the wall for me. Mourinho approached Biha Tottenham. This is here's the thing. He treats Tottenham like the Chelsea team he had in 0405. This is not the same team. These are not the same qualities. Well Real Madrid. These are not the same type of players that could play in five games a week. Well let four games a week. We still play them 90 minutes, especially now that the Kane's out. They're, they're screwed, man. Yani, he's, Kane wasn't just a striker for them. He was the movement for them in the final third. He was a striker and a playmaker. Now, they're lacking both. And that's what happens when you rely heavily just on one play. It's um, the, the, his his tactics are starting to catch up with him and you know, with the injuries and then the, some of the players are eventually going to underperform because he expects a lot from his players and um, at some point there's going to be a lack of concentration there's going to be uh, fatigue there's going to be mental fatigue not just physical fatigue uh, because when you have to defend so much and you have to be so focused because any small mistake would be would be any shown and you know and you'd be punished for any small mistake like Ori against Liverpool against Mani in the first goal just a very small lapse of concentration for for a couple minutes for not even a couple minutes not for a couple seconds and they caused him a goal and then he got taken off and half time Mourinho punishes you on these mistakes and he's 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 ruthless with the way he deals with players and some players just don't 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 react well to that. Um, it's not it's not like the old days when he can just uh, come out and trash talk players publicly. I I, I just want to say something. See, that's what happens when you treat one of the best talents in your squad like shit. Now it's deadline day, so I'm thinking it's gonna get finalized today. Let's. Was Im- implemented regularly in the squad. They wouldn't have been in the same position. At least have some attacking firepower going forward because Delhi Ali has an eye for goal. I think he's trying to do uh, with Delhi Ali what he did with Ndombele and and hoping that it works. I just don't see it working with Delhi Ali as a, as a character. He looks he looks like a, a stubborn, still unexperienced player. So when he gets any. Yeah, Pretty much criticized publicly week in week out about his yeah. lack of professionalism, his lack of effort, how he doesn't train well. Um, I feel like the, he kind of took that personally, as in like, fellas, this guy just doesn't like me. I just want to yeah. move on and 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 find. Although, other, like in team. in in, Mori- in a Mourinho fashion, he probably liked Delia Ali the most because <laughs> he didn't give so much focus to any other player on the team than Delia Ali. It was just kind of a tough love situation, but. I, and I've said this before, right? When you have two types of ego like that, it never works. It never works, bro. Um, especially someone like Deli Ali, who was at the pinnacle of British football at one point. When, like, at that 2015-16 season and then the 2016-17 season when he was, like, banging it out 20 goals a season, 15 assists. He was at the pinnacle 
it was like the hottest prospect. Remember, like at one point, his transfer value was like 120 million, something like that. Uh, so this guy has a lot of ego and a lot of, of uh, I wouldn't say condescension, but lower in the kid. No, he, he has a lot of ego even before yeah. before he got to that pinnacle. And he, he's just a player that he has that, that kind of arrogance about him. And he doesn't deal well with... And Mourinho uh, doesn't like those type of players anyway. He doesn't like arrogance. That's, I that's mean, what happened he, to football. He, he likes it if, if, if it's just and that arrogance in the way you play, but it's not in the effort you put in. Like with Latan, he knew Latan had that kind of arrogance, but he knew They'd that he would, put in, he would yeah. put in a shift. He, Put in all his effort, he wants to win. But with Deli Ali, he feels like he just takes it a bit more. Uh, I would shout out Samuel Eto. Eh? Even when Samuel Eto was 34, he went to Chelsea and brought him by name. Yeah, no, he obviously he, it's not about the arrogance for me, it's just about the lack of effort and the lack of yeah. professionalism and uh, the the lack of seriousness, really. And Deli Ali is not. And I don't think that public criticism thing works anymore, and Mourinho needs to stop it, really. No, he needed to stop it years ago. But, uh, yeah. It's just Mourinho, he'll never change. And, and that's what yeah. Daniel Levy bought into it. He knew he was getting that guy. It's, it's nothing new we're seeing here. Maybe, maybe a less performing Mourinho we're seeing, but that's just the way it goes, because as players age... Managers age too, and their styles age as well. So and the game changes a lot. This up to him. Yeah, adapt or die, really. Tab, uh, who is your uh, your man of the match? Um, I would give it to Trent. Trent, I, I can't give it to Trent simply because I I think he made a couple mistakes early on in the game. Uh, and I think he had a couple crosses that like airballed it. I think, but I'm gonna give it to Bobby. I think Bobby played a fantastic game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There was there were a few candidates yani, for for the yeah. match. Uh, top. Let's uh, move on to game week 21. But before that, before that, uh. We usually do that all the time. But so who is your your hero and idiot of the week? Um, hmm. I have an idiot. I can say. Go for it. At one's even. I was I was he thinking about him. He can't escape it, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that goal. Yeah, that that was comical, man. I'm I'm sorry, but yeah, once it went in, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah, I just thought it would be too harsh to to call Yanni. I don't think he had a bad performance, but but uh, I don't care. He had a good one, Yanni. You know I mean? And I I, I don't think he contributed okay much. One, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't tested a lot. Like we can see the first goal from a set piece, which I don't think was his fault necessarily. Um. And he could have been positioned a bit better, but I, I wouldn't say it was his fault. Um, second goal, I feel like he could have he could have been also positioned better, like mm-hmm. a bit a bit more towards the attacker, not not that far. He's pretty much into a goal. Uh, but that's the lack of experience, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna deny that Yanni Messi. Yeah, obviously, he kind of yeah. deserves it. Maybe Pickford would be a shout as well. Because he cost his team the three points, really. Um, 
Basia, one of them would probably be my my uh, my idiot of the week. Tab, who's who's your hero? And I said an idiot, you say a hero. Um, it's a tough one to be honest. Uh, I guess it's gonna have to be from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I guess it's gonna have to be Trent if I chose him for the man. Sent the match. them, yeah, sent them to the top four. Sent them back in the conversation again. Yeah, it was, it was a crucial game for them. Yeah, and it was a game yeah. where they, if they, they would win. have lost, yeah. they would kind of considered out of the the title league race, mm-hmm. uh, the the league title race. Yeah. Tab, let's go on to game week uh, 21. 21. Uh, Bardo will not go every single game. Hatel, if we're gonna go, we're just gonna talk about it quick. Just quick fire. Okay. It. Uh, Everton Newcastle. I mean. That's it. Looked bad on Everton that game. I think um, Callum Wilson back to back just finished the game. Um, Everton just looked poor in general, to be honest. Um, they've been on decline for a while now. Yeah, I I, I feel like they're they're just kind of the reality is kind of catching up to them because they started so well, getting the results and getting the Calvert Lewin was top scorer and everything. And then, after a while, with a few injuries, obviously, and just a few blips in the ways, few bad yes, results, definitely, yeah. it just kind of started to to kind of they started to realize in that now that we don't belong here. So I think that's a bit of a nosebleed. We're too far, and we're not really. I kept uh, saying this that that they don't have an adequate bench, and and we've seen this what happened with Everton once at an injury or two. They were toast. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I agree. They obviously they've after the their transfer window, they brought in quality to the starting eleven, which meant that their starting eleven were going to be used more off the bench. But uh, I knew, and a lot of people knew that that they weren't good enough to be uh, used like players like Tom Davies, uh, players like. Yeah, no, the Corey is kind of a starting 11 quality player. But when you start to go after that in the midfield, players like Gomez or Tom Davies or Sigerson, I don't feel like these are the kind of players that were really. I just want to say something. Why the fuck does Seamus Coleman still still play? He's He looks washed up, man. He. I don't think that's that's the main problem. I think yeah, they could definitely do with a new right back, a young attacking like the, a, a Max the, Aaron. You maybe. end up yeah, you end up playing Ben Godfrey there. That why didn't you buy? If you're gonna on on the topic of buying, why didn't you buy a first team right back? There's a lot of them, even from the championship, like you did with Ben Godfrey or Dukure. Yeah, no, I I think I feel like that's gonna be their next position to look at. Um, mm-hmm. They actually play a Holgate there most of the time. They play Godfrey on the left. Mason Holgate, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so they're playing centre-backs or right-back, which really hinders them uh, offensively. Going forward, yeah. But against a team like Newcastle, you really need to be... You need to be up away points. on the wings, especially from... Uh, uh, Sam Maxim. I mean, Sam Maxim didn't play. He, he didn't start. He just he, went he on came to in, sub- yeah. So I think he came in and contributed to the goals, didn't he? Uh, not not directly, but yeah, he, yeah. After he came in, they scored the two goals. 
but I think it was definitely the, yeah, that an forward. Yeah, I think Steve Bruce didn't want to risk it and go forward against a team like Everton. Then when you're exposed to, uh, they will punish you because of Richarlison and and uh, and Calvert Lewin. Uh, yeah, definitely, he, he went, the game went the exact way he wanted. Just this is up to you. No, no, and then you can you can snatch a goal. Fair play to them. I mean. Tab, um, let's. Uh, who's your man of the match? Yeah, it's gonna have to be Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson, Tab. Tab. Uh, I'm gonna skip Wolves and Crystal Palace. There was nothing really much of that game. Yeah. Wolves just just being uh, vulnerable. Crystal Palace winning a Crystal Palace fashion. Uh, let's talk about Man City and and Sheffield. So Again, not not much to talk about. It's a very yeah. poor game, to be honest. Uh, Sheffield. I I honestly didn't think City deserved the win here, Sarah. I think City just uh, they didn't put the they goal. didn't put oh they didn't put enough work to win this game. Yeah, they scored the goal and then they just coasted for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Sheffield didn't really create much, if anything, really. Um, but Sheffield knew that this was gonna happen. Yeah. They 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 went for it. They tried. They put in a lot of effort in the game because it's, it's tough being able to keep up with, with City's attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem was they just couldn't get out of it. They, they couldn't create anything. So it just kept um, coming and coming and coming. Uh, so, Ayala, so then I'll ask you who's your man of the match. Had that goal not went in very early on, would you think City still have won? I think City would have still found a way to score that goal and mm-hmm. then would have done the same thing. Just coast and and kind of. So it would have been one nil, two nil, regardless. Even. Yeah, I think it was always or... gonna be. I think it was gonna be one nil, maybe two nil, if 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 they create something else. But so, and, and never, that's the I city we've been seeing this season, Yanni. That's the bar West Brom and Burnley games. That's the city we've been seeing so far this season. They don't want to overwork and tend to overcommit. And that way, for... they don't deplete their energy. Guardiola played the rotated uh, starting mm. eleven as well. And he didn't make any subs pretty much until the last second of the game. Rodri, Ben McKen, Ferran. He wanted, he wanted to, yeah, and he give her some of his 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 more important players, the Sterlings, the Cancelos, the even the Mars, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was pretty much perfect for him. We got the result, we got a clean sheet, and we rest our, our, our important players. Tub, uh, who was your man of the match? Um, my man of the match... Hmm. It was a very... That nothing happened really during that game. If it's yeah. tough to give a man of the match, I guess I guess it have to be Fernandinho, because he kind of... Controversially, actually, I'm gonna. I don't, I don't do this often. I'm gonna give it to the losing team. Yeah, I'm gonna give Norwood. Norwood, Norwood was decent. I yeah. just, I, I can't, I can't really find any standout player because result, uh, because the game was shit. <laughs> the game was so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, Tab. Um, I'm gonna want to skip West Brom and Fulham. Yeah, this is a classic relegation battle matchup. Uh, I feel like Ruben Loftus-Cheek played really, really, really well. Uh, but, but it was just, I think they're, both teams are very matched up against each other. 
I think Fulham, Fulham should have gotten the win. The first half, it was all Fulham. I do they, think they so, too. They missed a lot of chances. Yeah. And then second half, I don't know what Sam Allardyce said to his players. They came out, scored two goals. Fulham got the equalizer. And then any, at, at most of the game, I felt like Fulham, it's Fulham's game to lose, really. It's, uh, it's I think, just uh, funny to see in, in one of the two best performance, performers that game were Conor Gallagher and, and Loftus-Cheek. And these two midfielders can't even break into Chelsea's reserve team. They have. I don't think they have a chance for, for playing at all. Yeah, they definitely can can provide for a team in the Premier League. Maybe yes, a team lower low, lower in the table. Especially especially Conor Gallagher. I I really like him. I prefer him actually over Loftus Cheek. Come on. They're 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 a bit different, Yanni. Yeah. yeah. Um, they play in kind of different positions and roles. Best say, I mean, Gallagher, I think a lot of managers would like a player like him in their team. He's hardworking and he still has that kind of attacking efficiency. And I for goal. Some bit of flair. Yeah, yeah. And, and he can score you a goal every now and then. He can he can take the ball up from the defense to the attack. He can be that transition player. Uh, he provides a lot for the team. Yeah. Uh, the more important game, but, uh, Arsenal and, and, and Man United. Um, so so you you, you run me down, Shoy, and and I you thought it was an entertaining game, um, and I kind of disagreed on on the group chat when we were talking about it. I do think it was an okay game, but I I do not think it was like super super entertaining. Chances in, chances out. I feel like both teams didn't really bring their shooting boots that day. Uh, it was it was a game of midfield for me, to be honest. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was a super entertaining game. I just thought it was. You know, what? this game this game looked like you lot's first game without the penalty. Uh, I don't think so. I think this game was was much better uh, from a neutral point of view. I think this game was more entertaining. Mm-hmm. There were more chances. Um, it wasn't obviously it wasn't uh, it wasn't a great game. I wouldn't say so. No, it was it was a decent game, um, from a neutral point of view, uh, yeah. like from the entertainment point. Um, as coming from both, from United point of view, we really should have won it. I think we created three big chances. Should have scored at least one of them. Cavani missed pretty much well an open net and a very easy chance. Yes. Um, yes. And um, and they I, felt I, have Cavani, a, so. I have a comment to say, yeah. But why does United play like this against every top six team? It's always the same result: one nil, nil nil, something I like that. I think. Um, Is it just playing it too safe? Well, uh, I don't think we played it safe. I think it's unfair to say that Oli played it safe. Yeah. I, think, I don't think I don't think he fully went for it, and he didn't kind of just like boss the wall and just let's just go attack and we either win one nothing or we lose one nothing uh he he was still a bit conservative but i think we created we created chances that were enough to win us the game yes um for sure we were we're the dominant team or the team wanted to create arsenal hit us on a few counters uh that might have been a bit dangerous but i feel like we created the better chances we created the more dangerous chances uh, the two Cavani chances on the Rashford chance. 
we should have uh, we should have scored one of them, and then from that point onwards, it would have been a different game because then we wouldn't need to chase that goal. Arsenal would need to come at us, and with the absence of Saka and Tierney and um, Aubameyang, um, yes, they don't they lack that kind of attacking fluidity. Um, so it would have been would have been a huge advantage for us if we just scored that one goal. Uh, but so obviously we weren't clinical enough. Um, Neither were they, to be honest. They had tougher chances, to be fair. Yani, the the Lacazette free kick, uh, the post. Yani, it's mm-hmm. a free kick at the end of the day. He it was a very good free kick, just maybe a bit unlucky. The the other chances I remember were the Pepe chance from the left he cut in, and then the, beside the post. It was still a, a not an easy chance. It was a tough chance. He did okay to be able to bend it in, but still not not just not enough to get it to go on target. Uh, other than that, the William chance I remember the, the one Bissaka block. But so they weren't. I think I feel like our chances were more clear cut chances. If we just just apply a, a, a decent finish that we don't even need a world class striker to be oh. able to convert these kind of chances. You just needed to get get your get your foot on it and just direct it on target, and that's all you needed. To do. So, my comment my comment was like, why is this a recurring theme playing against the top six team? Like you did this with Chelsea, you did this with with Arsenal's first game, you did this with Liverpool. I mean, yes, Liverpool, you were unlucky, but why do you always get the same results against top six teams like that? Um, in my opinion, I personally think because how successful we have been against the top six in the, the last couple of seasons, that when when these top six come to play us, they expect us to kind of play on the counter mm-hmm. and try to absorb and score. I mean, yeah. so and it they worked. Are, they are, With Chelsea and City, Raih Gai, the most of the fight. Yeah. 4-0, 2-0. It, it, it worked very, very well. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I think that teams are now more aware of the threat that we You counter that we attack have. a lot. Uh, so they kind of play a bit more conservatively, conservatively, conservatively as well. Yeah. Um, it just kind of the you know, the element of surprise and the element of uh, you know, we're capable of defending and not letting you score and then going on to score ourselves. The people didn't really see that in us before, but so now they they understand the threat. It's yeah. They, they I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on this actually. Who's who's your man of the match of that game? Um, I'm gonna give it to Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. I'm gonna give Party. I think he put a really great shift in. Uh, and and, and I, I thought not, he was okay. I I I think he he worked really well to nullify that that Fred and Pogba side. Because uh, this is the side and 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 and, and Bruno also. Uh, I think this is the side you gotta be worried about. A lot in that game. Half that, like the big chance in the game came from Rashford's side. From, uh, from of course, it hit the dehkel on the Arsenal, Luis, Wushaka, Wusedrik. So I, I think I think a lot of our chances came from the from the sides. Cavani's chance, one of them came from the left, one from from the right. Rashford's chance came from the left, like a, a cross from the left towards Rashford on the right. Mm-hmm. I feel like Shaw is definitely our most dangerous player because of the the crowding in the midfield. Bruno and Pogba don't yes. really have much to work with. 
we had to use the we had to use the width. I feel like Bisaka was very high up for his standards. Shaw was providing a lot of dangerous overlaps and dangerous crosses. Um, I feel like if we were lucky enough, Shaw would definitely be getting an assist or a goal that game. Uh, and then he would be an easy man of the match just because it was zero zero. It's kind of any any man of the match would suffice really. Anyone could have could have gotten that man of the match. Dub, um, let's let's move on to, to Southampton and Villa. I'm not going to spend too much time on on Southampton and Villa. Letting and uh, in in this is just a, a typical Southampton loss. Uh, they lose the same way every time. I think they had like they had a ridiculous amount of shots. They had like 20 attempts or 23 attempts that game. Uh, yeah, but see, and, you uh, can disallowed goal by Ings. Oh, disallowed goal in the Com- very last minute. Comments uh, uh, Why didn't Che Adams start? And I don't get it. Because I think it was just more resting, really. Cause because yeah, it, it was such a weird lineup. Because he started with Ward Prowse as a right back, I think, and and yeah. And Redmond as a striker, and I didn't really get what what Hassan Hootel was thinking, but but it was such because this is not the type of Southampton we're used to see. Um, yeah, I guess I can see any. Mm. I think Che Adams was more of a not a tactical decision; it was more just trusting some of the yeah. players uh, because obviously we have a lot of games going on at this point in the season. Um, so I mean the. Well, I guess they have the FA Cup. Yeah, and they only played in the FA Cup recently as well. I think. Yes, so against Shrewsbury, Arsenal. Yeah, against Arsenal and, and, and against Shrewsbury before that, I think, or after, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But I feel like they had a lot of games in the middle of the week when, other, when most other teams didn't have any games. Um, I feel like they needed, he needed, or he felt like he needed to give some players a rest. And... Uh, with Walker Peters still out, I guess he preferred to use Ward Prowse there and use Diallo in midfield. He's out like indefinitely, right? He's out for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't know when he's coming back, Yanni, but yeah. um, I, I still felt like Southampton kind of controlled the game in the first half, especially. Uh, Villa snatched a goal uh, at the end of the first half. Then, second half was the same story, just Southampton controlling the game. Villa trying to hit on some counters, not really succeeding. Um, Southampton put a lot of pressure on Villa, and I thought they should have scored at least once. And I think a draw would be a, would have been a fair result. Yes. And I think that this allowed goal was was very weird, to be honest. It was comical. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Have, I would be pretty pissed Appal- off if I was yeah. a Southampton fan. Appalling. But. Uh, that's just how Southampton games go sometimes. They they when they lose, yeah, it's always like that. And they when they go bad. down, they 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 put in a lot of pressure. To be fair to them, but uh, sometimes so, they did well to absorb that pressure. Though I mean, they did well, but uh, I think I think they had decent enough chances that Southampton should have scored. I feel like they can blame themselves more I mean, than they can say. Twenty-three attempts. That's that's mad. I mean. You don't see these stats nowadays, because because every team is is good now. Maybe you would see that like ten years ago. I guess yeah, that's the end. As I said, Southampton 
really can only blame themselves. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, they can feel unlucky because of the goal and everything. And because mm-hmm. of the penalty shout, which I don't personally think it was a penalty according to the rules because it deflected off his tie. Uh, uh, yeah, I, think, I, I have a point to work say. On, on scoring. I have a point to say about the next game about that. But, uh, let me ask you, Tab, who was your man of the match? Um, I'll have to give it to John McGinn. I was just gonna say McGinn. So I, it was either McGinn or or or, uh, or Douglas. It was one of them for me. They were both uh, really both yeah, very very good. Yeah. Tab, uh, let's move on to Chelsea Burnley. Um, I thought it was a clear cut win. I think Burnley had only one attempt in that game, and that was Mumbongo when he came on. I think it was offside as well. I was offside, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was I, I thought nothing, it was, nothing really to talk about. Yeah, I, I don't think Burnley deserved anything out of that game, and they were lucky not to concede, like, seven. Uh, but uh, I just want to talk about Werner, man. Oh. It's, it's honestly starting to look like a lost cause. I think it's too early to, to say it's lost because I think so, he will he will come good eventually. Bus Aslibus and I Zolakhagani. We can talk about our oh, tactics all day long. We can talk about you know oh he's playing at a position. But the basics are not even there yet, Martin. Yani and that that ball that he tried to tap in and shot it in his own leg. You can tell that he has no confidence in himself whatsoever, especially after he missed that penalty in the FA Cup. Oh, I know that, but I feel like he will regain that confidence step by step. I feel like he would he will be a good player for Chelsea. Uh, I think Tuchel is probably... I mean, if anyone uh, is going to bring that out of him, it's Tuchel. Yeah, no, I think, I think Tuchel is, is, is going gonna, is gonna to give him a lot of chances, going to give him time to, to regain his confidence and to prove his worth. And um, maybe when he kind of gets the best out of Havertz that also gets the best out of Werner and just benefits Chelsea as a, as a whole team uh, we'll have to wait Chelsea and needs and... to score Chelsea needs to score because I mean you lucked out against Burnley it took like a really weird shot to win that game uh, yeah. and, and put that game to bed and both, and, both goals and came from defenders come from defenders was just going to say that yeah so you got lucky against Burnley but you have fucking Spurs and Spurs next week you can't do that shit against Spurs I mean nowadays you probably can you yeah we're making memes about it now but Spurs are actually good at defending yeah, I think the Spurs game is going to be a, a big indication the, the, to, yeah, to where both teams fact, are going yeah, like, I mean, if Chelsea wins that game, then Chelsea are back again in that conversation, isn't it? I think even if they don't win, I think they're, they are still in this conversation. But it, uh, it obviously, a win, look, a win would be a big statement, for sure. Yeah, it was starting to look very bleak, to be honest. Like, me as a Chelsea fan, I was getting ready for a mid-table finish. It was starting to look at no... There was no way back from how bad we were. But looking at the table results that worked out in our favor, you against Arsenal, Tottenham dropping points against Liverpool, Liverpool playing Leicester next week, and they could actually win. 
it's, it, and, and Liverpool usually does very well against Leicester. Uh, so all of these factors are like playing in our favor. Uh, and, and one thing I want to say, which is very, very minimal factor, but maybe the run back in September after the Liverpool game that we had lost boosted our goal difference so high that we actually have an advantage now because our goal difference is like, what, 13, 14? That's higher than some of the teams in the top four. I don't think goal difference is going to be a huge factor for you. I mean, yeah. Really? I, I think Yeah, but uh, we're still in, you know, this is an early point in, in the league where there are still a few points in between every team. But I, I think towards the end of the league, I don't think it's going to be as close. I think there's going to be a big, uh, I think there's going to be a top three and there's going to be a big gap third and fourth and it's going to be a fight for fourth again. Um. I, th- I think Chelsea could See, be I kind of disagree. I'm going to say one and two, like last season, and then a big gap, and then three and four. I think it's going to be last season where the three and four, there's goal difference between them. I mean, maybe. You never know. Any, yeah, with the way the season is going. Yeah, I mean, you, can, you, can't, you can't rule anything out at this point. You, can, you can't even rule out Aston Villa and West Ham both finishing in the top four. <laughs> I guess you can't. But, yeah. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, do you think Tuchel is doing well so far? Or he could do better? Or, uh... I don't know really. There's nothing. Any, I, I still need to see quite a few more games to be able to decide. I, I think he's he's doing fine. Uh, giving... He's doing fine, obviously. Yeah. He got the results. Six, he got three six points. days in. Yeah, six days in. No defeat so far, and we God knows we've been beaten so much by so many teams, <laughs> but uh, by shit teams too. But uh, we haven't been humiliated. We always have the ball. Uh, it's just one thing I really have to argue, and it's looking scary. Is finishing. I mean, you can pass all day long, but if you can't fin- score the ball home, then I mean. It's it, it's got to be worrying, right? Uh, I I agree. Yeah, it is. And it you, is a worrying paid, point. Yeah, you paid 150 million for three players that should be scoring the ball. Yani Kai Havertz, Werner, and Ziyech. Yani, I'm not. I don't want to be too harsh, but come on, man! Like we paid all this money. To score some goals and you're not doing it. Defenders are fucking scoring. It's gotta be very worrying against Burnley. I think, um, I think Tuchel needs some time to work on that. Because mm-hmm. I know Tuchel is a, is a manager that likes to attack and score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely gonna work on that. After Tottenham, you guys have Sheffield and Newcastle, so I guess that's a good time to be able to yes, again work and some points and maybe try to try to sneak into the top six again or top five again. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a favorable yeah, any mm. run of games uh, or not a run of games, like favorable couple of games. And especially if you get that 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 boost of confidence, had you yeah. won against Spurs. That will make you sore a bit, in a way. In April, in, in, because we have fucking Atletico next. <laughs> and it's not looking good. <laughs> you guys usually play well as underdogs, though. So this might play in your favor. 
Maybe, maybe I would say. But I mean, it's tough, man. Atletico is currently the most, I would argue, the most informed team in Europe. Well, maybe with maybe with City as well. Yeah. Maybe with City, yeah. I, I would say if, if they match up, Atletico would win. I would argue that. But uh, who was who was your man of the match of that game? <sighs> um, I again have to give it to Hudson Odoi. I would say, yeah, Hudson Odoi put in a shift, man. I mean, an assist, ran the whole game, nullified Dwight McNeil, who looked comfortable in a new position he's never played in before. Uh, but just to be different and just to be Hanyaka, I'm going to say Alonso, man. Alonso, yeah, I, I make fun of Alonso all the time. I still think he's not good enough for Chelsea. But that game he played well. He's the classic Alonso at the wing back and scoring. Yani, classic fantasy Alonso all over again. Yeah, true. I remember so, these days. Oh, yeah. A lot of points, man. A lot of points. Triple captains. Um, let's uh, move on to Leicester and Leeds. That, <laughs> that was a feel-good story, doesn't it? For me and you. <laughs> that Leicester is not getting points. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a relief at least to know that Leicester wouldn't catch up to us after two, sorry, one point from six. Listen, they, they could have gone second after if had they won that game. Clear. Yeah. Um, one point, clear. It was a good game, though. It was an enjoyable very, game to watch. Very, very good game. Yeah, very, very good game. See, this is the Leeds we wanted to see coming to the Premier League from the Championship. This is the Bielsa ball we wanted to see coming from the Championship. Uh, we've seen that from Leeds before, though. It's, it's just that it's inconsistent. That's yes, we, we did. We did, but the coming November and October is when you really get tested, and I feel like Leeds failed that test. Had it been, yani, had the league benchmark been higher, on this season, every team is close to each other. But had the league benchmark been higher, I'd say they'd be in 16th or, or, or 15th because they're lack, especially if they need to fix that set-piece problem. They have to. They consider so, they concede so much set-piece set piece goals and, and we've seen that this is not a sustainable way to stay in the league. Set piece. Yani, the most successful teams in the bottom are the ones that score the most set pieces. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about them getting relegated. Uh, not now. They, they are they are rivals. I would like I would like them to stay in the league because I think they offer something that pretty much no other team offers. Yes. As a, a mid table team, team with that much intensity, and I want to see how they progress if they stay in the league. I want to see how they do in the transfer window. I want to see. I really, I, I'm just interested. I'm intrigued by the the potential of that team. Um, I, I, I like, I respect, and I like the way they play. I like that they go for it. They don't stop running. They're always, just always moving offensively and defensively. It's yes. something I, I definitely respect in Bielsa's uh, way of playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it obviously doesn't always work. It's inconsistent and it's very, very exhausting. Um, so it works sometimes. It works, especially against a team like Leicester, when you know you can outwork them and you know you can create some chances because they're not, they're not really a defensive team. They don't have, especially without Indizi, they didn't have that cover yeah. in front of the defense. Ricardo. 
Um, so they, yani I thought Leeds did well. I thought they deserved their win. Um, and it was a good game all around, really, from a neutral point of view. Tab, uh, who was your man of the match of that game? Um, hmm. it's, for me, it's between uh, Phillips and Bamford. I'll have to give it to Bamford. Bamford, goal and assist. And go on two assists, uh, contributions. Um, you, you know what? I'm gonna go. Mungkin sounds haniyaka yanda. So I'm gonna give it to Meslier. Um, he had he had he had a lot of saves, but I I thought most of them were easy saves. To be fair, but, yeah. but uh, he was uh, he was decent. He dealt with. See, he, here's the thing. I I. Usually, goalkeepers, when they're coming from another league, especially a foreign league that's not very physical, it takes them time to adapt, right? I've never seen a, a goal. Maybe, of course, there's a couple ex- exceptions, but usually goalkeepers tend to have, get some time. And Uris, when he came from Lyon, wasn't half the player he is today. Uh, no, I agree. And, 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 and he's you know. still Melier is still adapting to to the Premier League, and he has the odd mistake in him every now and then, especially because of his physicality. is is pretty skinny. He's not that tall. But he has the same physique kind of as Kepa. Anyway, you know, Shafin, what Kepa's doing? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But he's been doing well. He's been doing well. Uh, top. Yeah, I'm gonna say Meslier. I mean, he he offered that I feel security, so to speak, uh, because I mean, Leeds conceded early on, and and they still chased the game, and outworked Leicester. So uh, it it was definitely a very very entertaining game. Like hands down, uh, I'll put it up there. Uh, yeah, so and like, and Brendan Rodgers also tried to deal with uh, Yanni. Yanni, I think he took off Castagne. I think I think because of an injury, but a lot of pundits are saying it's a tactical decision, and Castagne doesn't have any problem, just because I feel like he didn't. He wanted a bit more pace on the right to be able to deal with uh, uh, Jack Harrison and uh, Alioski because they were getting uh, attacked a lot from from the sides. And then halftime, he even took off Albrighton and put in Sion to play with yes. five at the back, just to secure it a bit more. It didn't work out, obviously, but it shows, yeah, it shows how threatening leads were at the first half and throughout the game, really, because they, they can tired. attack you from they can attack you from any point. They're very sporadic with the way they attack. Zapped. You don't know how to defend against them. Uh, especially Kamei, and they look like they tired Leicester out, and and Leicester is not is a very tricky team to face. I mean, is, they have the energy, they have the heart, they have the balls. And if, um, yeah, but they're never you, scared. I think Leeds can pretty much outwork any any team in the league, which is not really sustainable in a way. And when you face, when you hit a slump in form. Players just look out of their element, and I feel like that's what happened when they faced you lot, when they faced Chelsea, when they faced the uh, uh, that two teams dole. And I feel like when you hit a dip in form, players just look like they don't want to be there. 
No, I think to be fair to them, I never think that يعني, they don't want to be there or they're not working hard enough. I think it's just it shows on the results and consistency that it, it comes with because sometimes it just doesn't work out. Sometimes you just don't score that opening goal. Sometimes you go behind and then it's just nothing really goes for you. And, uh, That's what happened with are, the United game. Yeah, they, yeah, they are, they are a bit one-dimensional. Uh, when they play against the low block, it obviously hinders the way they attack because they, they, they're very heavily reliant on counter-attacks and quick transitions. And stuff like that. Uh, for, I think they play the same every game. But sometimes it goes, sometimes it doesn't. And mm-hmm. they're, in, they're in 12th place. Uh, they're kind of mid-table, which is, I guess, the expectation for, for, for a newly promoted team. I think they'll, they'll be safe. I think they'll have some shock results against some big teams. For the rest of no, the def- I mean, Leeds are definitely safe. They're not reaching anywhere near the, the, the bottom three. But I, I, I heard some weird stuff at the beginning of the season. Oh, Leeds will be like the new Wolves. They will make it to the Europa League. I said, no. Almost better on mid-table. But, uh, but I, yeah, they're, they're a tough team to play against. And, and oh, that's, yeah. that's oh, a, sure. a good compliment sure. for a team that just got promoted. Who just came from the championship. I mean, you can see this, this, the state of the other clubs coming from the championship <laughs> right now. <laughs> They're nowhere near safety. Yeah, that's true. Tab, uh, let's, let's go on to the next game. Uh, West Ham and, and, and Liverpool. Uh, I mean, credits to, to, to Liverpool, بصراحة. يعني, playing with Henderson and, and Nathaniel Phillips as centre-backs. يعني دي دي غريبة بصراحة يعني دي كانت it was an an edgy game يعني the first 50-55 minutes لحد لحد ما الجون دخل بالظبط كده ليفربول بتستريح yeah and then that point West Ham يعني and to be fair West Ham were after the first goal they were pushing for the equalizer getting some set pieces some corners But obviously, after the second goal, which is a very well worked move from from Liverpool, um, just 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 shows the, the the amount of quality they have in their their squad. When okay. you can have and, a move and, like that, and spirit, they they yeah. not giving up. They're not going down without a fight, even when there's a fuck ton of injuries in their team, all from center backs. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, They definitely worked hard throughout the game, throughout the first 15 minutes, to be able to keep West Ham out and to be able to deal with their counter-attacking threat. Um, they dominated and they got they got what they did, they deserved. I think they got three points. Um, it was kind of comfortable after the second goal. Um, Just, uh, then yeah, it just it just followed the episode Genie why now it just fell for them but from here any they, they felt like this is this game is ours now like once unless we look comfortable we look in our element they look like the Liverpool of, of last season where even if they're outworked they'll still score just to grind out a win um on it's a shame Craig Dawson had to ruin the fucking clean sheet <laughs> in fantasy was <laughs> It's not, not a shame for me at all. Huh? <laughs> It's actually kind of kind of helpful for me. For for you, yeah, not for me. I had Robertson. 
had to ruin it. But uh, who was your man of the match in that game? Um, have to be Salah. Momo. Uh, I I I I'll say uh, uh, Thiago. Thiago is also very good, but I feel like Salah has kind of got that goal that uh, kind of. Now I'm just I'm just saying another name just to be different. I definitely agree with you. It should be Salah. Um, Tab, uh, let's move on to the last game. <laughs> I've never seen so many people <laughs> being happy in this first defeat, <laughs> other than Chelsea and Arsenal fans. <laughs> it's just uh, it it really demonstrates what we've been talking about all season, though in Lahore. This play style is not sustainable. You don't have the players to do that. And especially with Kane injury, you're playing Bergwijn as a striker, uh, who's barely make, making it even as a winger. Uh, I think they, they, they played Son as a striker mostly. It was Bergwijn and, uh, and Bale kind of and a, bit, just, a bit below yeah. him. Yeah, but... So, it's just, it, it didn't look good. It, it didn't, his Spurs were flat. They were outworked, outpossessed. I think they're lucky to get away with a one with a one nil defeat. They should have, should have been a lot more. Yeah, no, I think Brighton definitely deserved the win for sure. Clear I think other than a win for Brighton would have been unfair. Um, yeah, they probably could have scored more, and they should have scored more. They created a lot of chances. Brighton, I'm talking attempts, about. I think eighteen attempts. Spurs had like nine. Yeah, and Spurs has never really looked like scoring, to be honest. Yeah, it's just a run and w- w- shoot for summer. Fear of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that I remember only one good chance for Spurs. I don't remember who who shot it, but it was a good save from Sanchez. I think it was Son, yeah. I don't remember, but that was the only kind of good attempt that they had. Other than that, they... They didn't create much. They didn't. They didn't control the game. They didn't control the midfield. Their defense was was pretty shaky. It was just a deserved one for Brighton. That's all there is to say. Really. Um, uh, <coughs> who was? Uh, I would ask you something. Then I ask you about the man of the match. What's going on, with Gareth? Why is it not working? He hasn't been playing football. Yeah, that's what you should expect from a guy who hasn't been playing at all really for a few years. There's a risk that they wanted to take. I don't think it would work out. I think he's twenty million though. <laughs> yeah, imagine having a hundred million loan and spending twenty <laughs> on a player on a loan fee. I mean, it, it was more, I guess, sentimental just because of the whole return story to yeah. Spurs and maybe they reignite his his fire, his, his interest really to play football. It's, it's not even that. He just looks like he can't be asked. I think that's just his style of play. He's just that uh, he's uh, he's kind of like not really like kind of reminds me of Grealish that he doesn't look like he's. He's doing a lot of work, like he's not, yeah, he's not running, he's not doing a lot of things. But when he gets the ball under his feet, he, he's just yeah, he's waiting, waiting for his chance, and then he wants to flip it on his left foot and take a shot. 
But um, بس انت فهمني حتى يعني the things that made Gareth Bale who he is are not even there anymore. The insane runs, the 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 shift, the, the amount of work, it's it's the pace, the defending, the the physique, they don't look like they're there. Imagine yeah, being but, uh, worked. Imagine being worked out of your ass from Mac Allister, bro. That's how you know you have a problem. <laughs> I mean, it was to be expected, really. I mean, he hasn't been playing. He's 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 getting older. Uh, I don't think, and it wasn't, and it was a risk that they were okay with taking just because it's Gareth Bale. It wasn't a very logical risk from my point of view for a team like Spurs. They want to challenge for top four. They want to challenge for the Europa League. Bale is is kind of not not the quality of player they needed to have. But they still have Lucas Moura, who I think it's is, just a, Loa, is a success, success story. Loa, command when they were talking about winning the league and stuff, or winning a trophy, Loa, uh, Bay would be there to win that trophy for us. I know they, they, more... they really they wanted him to succeed more than anything. Um, mm-hmm. Logically, if you look at it from a, an unbiased perspective, if you look at it, that's not really it's not really the best choice to bring in a player like Bale. A team where you need solid a solid bench that players they can depend on. As um, they just wanted it to be Bale, they wanted it to be a success story, like you said. Tab, who is your man of the match? For me, it's up because I thought pretty much all 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 of Brighton's team had a good game. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. give it to Bisuma. Bisuma, like yeah, yeah. Controlling the game. And I, and I was gonna say Pascal Ross. Uh, like I said, the the whole team had a very good performance. Mm-hmm. You can pick any of them. Yeah, yeah, I, they definitely deserve more than even just a one 0 win. Uh, yeah. Even their even first, their first Adam Lallana when season. he came on, he was good. Yeah, no, they all they all worked hard. They worked together as a, as a team, as a unit. Good, yeah. They defended well. They attacked as a unit. Um, but yeah, it was as I said, it was the first home run of the season, so it was a very good, good time to get it and a good performance to get it with as well. Yeah, and even even Hatta when they're missing Tariq Lamti and they were missing, I think, Al uh, they still they, they still like they knew what they were gonna go against, uh, having a game yeah, versus well back as well, yeah, yeah, as well. So. Tab, um, let's uh, wrap it up and say who was your uh, hero in Idiot of the Week. This, this will be a hot shout, and there were no standout howlers or standout brilliant performances, I think, this weekend. But uh, except one very obvious one, which you already said. Uh, do you have any shout? Um. It's a tough call. I think yeah. it is yeah. of the week. Maybe VR just because of that Southampton goal. Yeah, it's, VR, yeah. <laughs> it it's be. just it's just nonsense, really. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, yeah, the one thing I wanted to say about the penalty incident, there was an incident like that in the Chelsea Burnley game that wasn't even checked. The the ball hit the forearm, I think, of uh, Ben Mee in the penalty box. 
and he just counted as a corner kick without even going to VAR. I don't remember that whatsoever. You'll have to send me a video because I don't remember it. Yeah, it, it hit the low, the, the like the upper part of the forearm right underneath the elbow, and that should be a penalty, right? It depends on a lot of factors. It depends on the, the position but, but of the ball, how, how close on, it was. On the new rules, though, at least, it's not a penalty. Well, no, that's not the only factor, though. It depends on, his, as they said, the, the natural silhouette of the body and how, how yeah. the arm is positioned and how close the ball was. Well, I, I think Ben deflections. Lee... Ben Mee was stationary. He didn't he didn't move purposely to get the ball out of his hand. And I don't think a lot of people do that purposely. It's just wrong. I think place it was just his arm time. is a natural position. Like it's not so, Yeah, his arm something. yeah, his arm was stationary. It was on it was on the ground. It wasn't yeah. Yeah, they're, so maybe they're deciding was... to punish it a bit less because of how often it was punished with in the beginning of the season anything was a pen yeah yeah and it was it was i i i agree with how it is nowadays just because any sometimes uh yes the ball can hit someone's hand sometimes um yeah it can it can stop the ball from going to a any a dangerous place but if it's not intentional if it's just the way that he is he has to put his hand somewhere then and he, there's nothing that he can do and I don't think that should be punished as often as it was in the of the yes definitely well next week yani, it's, it's I think next week will define uh, will determine a lot of top four factors next week you can say that you can say the same thing every week pretty much you can but since I'm the Chelsea facing Tottenham right Aston Villa facing West Ham um Everton facing Leeds, Arsenal facing Wolves, Leicester, <laughs> I mean Leicester and Fulham is kind of not, not that, but since the United and Southampton too. Is it now Leicester and Liverpool? Uh, not next week, no, I think it's the week after, week the, after? It's, it's, a, it's a double game week I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think next week. Yeah, next week Liverpool are playing Brighton. Oh yeah, United Southampton. Yeah, United okay. Southampton. Yeah, I don't think yeah Liverpool and Leicester not not until two weeks from now, twelve days. Uh, I feel like this is yeah. That's me as a Chelsea fan talking. Maybe I'm biased as hell. You can call me out on it. But this is Chelsea's chance to creep back in into the conversation. Uh, Definitely a win against Tottenham at this point. And and I mean, I don't think I don't think all of those teams will win. I don't think all of those teams will will. I mean, it can happen, but I mean, looking at the results now, and I feel like Leicester, Leicester don't do well against teams that are. The, that low block away and I feel like top, uh, Fulham has that. Fulham, Fulham beat them first game. Of yeah, season, first uh, first game of uh, they played this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are capable of beating them. Um, and that, uh, Liverpool and Brighton they drew that last game. I think you lo- lost to Southampton, right? Or lost? No, we we beat them. We came back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. to you're right. You're right. You're right. I think Leeds is the one that beat Everton. Uh yes, Leeds beat Leeds beat Everton, yeah, and uh, it's well. Burnley Burnley against City. We're not gonna even talk about that. That's the automatic five now. 
رايح جاي كل سنه بس يو نيفر نو بيرنلي بروك ليفربولز انفولد ريكورد بيرنلي دوله يعني بيرنلي ون ات ذا اميرتس بيرنلي ون اجينست فيلا ات فيلا بارك ولا تورف مور اي ثينك وات ايفر اند اند ون ات انفولد اي مين So um, I mean, I'm I'm just I, I'm glad we got the points from them, but uh, especially coming now to the to the tipping point, now is going to be the real test because خلاص إحنا بنتكلم في أسبوع أسبوعين and then European football is going to start and then شوية شوية تلاقينا سدخل في international breaks تاني. So it's uh, it's a whole mess for other teams. لازم And yeah, it's, it is a, it's a good chance for Chelsea to really... Yeah, to creep um, back into it yeah, without everyone yeah. noticing. It'd be a big confidence boost as well if they beat mm-hmm. Spurs and they, they, they stop them Spurs, from progressing. Sheffield, um, Newcastle, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good chance for them. The, and it's a good chance for us to see how Tuchel is going to play, how, who's, mm-hmm. who he's going to... Uh, depend on. Depend mm-hmm. on and how, what formation he's going to use. It's... Uh, It's kind of a decisive uh, phase for Chelsea season. Yes, yes, and I mean he has to take it now. Yani this this will determine if Tuchel gets to keep his job a year later or not. Because how Abramovich is doing, it's maybe he doesn't yeah. even keep the job to the end of the season. You never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, we've seen with Chelsea that it's just results game. You don't get results, you're fired. Um, So we're we're reaching the two hour mark. So I, I want to thank you, Martin, for uh, for being with me today. I know it was a an early one we had to do today, but uh, um, do you think any deadline deals will will happen today? Not really, to be honest. Maybe yeah. uh, talking about Kabak to Liverpool. I don't know if it. It's been confirmed yet, so it looks likely. Other than that, yeah, it looks very likely. I think they're trying to push it over the line. In the they're in shambles right now. That defender. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing pretty well for that. To be honest, but yeah, I, mean, mm. I guess they need they need they need some defenders for sure. Uh, I mean, the Athletic wrote about it this morning. So I think it's pretty much that it's 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 confirmed. It's, it looks like it, to be honest. Uh, maybe in, in yeah. the two hours I've been recording, maybe it's been confirmed. I don't know. Yeah, I see an athletic article from Ornstein this morning at 7.51. So I, I think it's 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 done and dusted. And uh, Mustafi Khalas finalized the deal of... Uh, Schalke. Of, uh, of, yeah, with, with Schalke. But so, uh, he's going on a loan, actually. So it's going to be uh, a million yeah, loan, loan fee with an option to buy, right? With option to buy it in the summer, 18 million, which is honestly great business. They to be need honest, someone. One of one of one of watch Kabak, which is not that often. He didn't really stand out to me because I knew he had a lot of hype around him and people wanted him. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, 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 can it? 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 We'll have to see. We'll have to see how he adapts. Yani, I think uh, they finalized Ben Davies too. So Ben yeah. Davies from the championship. Yani, both defenders, both tall, great physique, not, not slow. Can keep up with Premier League. Uh, can can keep up with Premier League attacks. But again, this is the same argument I keep telling you. 
and I keep saying on the WhatsApp group chat is that are these defenders the ones that can face Leipzig in the Champions League? I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to we'll wait, see. and that's why. And I know none of you lot agreed with me when I said Boateng. And Boateng has that experience, uh, and, and I feel like Liverpool defense now lacks experience because uh, it's just young guys. I mean, I don't think, uh, as I said, as I told you before, I don't think Boateng would be my choice. I think there are mm-hmm. better choices. But you think plus because he has best... experience and uh, it's going to be a temporary solution, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and he's going to be cheap as well. I don't know how cheap he would have been, to be honest. Uh, I don't I'm think sure he wouldn't. He wouldn't be he's expensive. Not, he's not playing. I no, he is. He's, he's playing every now and then. Like he's not. You know, with Bayern, they kind of change their defense pretty much every game. But they, they can use, afford that. Though. They use them. They don't need. They don't need to sell them. So if they if Liverpool go to them, I don't know how easy it would have been to to come up with a deal. Uh, but anyways, even if we assume that he's going to be cheap and he's going to be available, um, it's just I feel like he's, he's a bit too slow in, now to be in able injury to... Injury-proneness, yeah, but I, I can agree with that point. But this guy's a two-time treble winner and a World Cup winner. I know, and but the same as any Mustafi is a, is a World Cup winner, isn't he? Mustafi is a World Cup winner, yes. So that doesn't really say much about Mustafi. Uh, but Mustafi, but, when he went to Arsenal, was doing well, man. He 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 declined. Uh, but but Mustafi was doing well at the beginning. No, I agree. When, any when any any defender Liverpool would have gotten, we would have had to wait and see how they adapt to the team and if they were up, the system. Club system is is different than any other system. Yeah, he requires very yeah, very unique kind of play style, and. Um, I guess he saw that in the players that he is going to sign in, in Ben Davies and uh, Kavak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they'll, they'll have to prove themselves. And that was the only argument I had because I actually know about Ben Davies from the championship because from time to time, and I have sound Mohanak, but we already established another Mohanak. I, I try to watch the championship and try to see which prospects, potential prospects that will come to the Premier League eventually. So Ben Davies was one of them. Uh, I, I like his style of play. And Preston North End plays that type of possession. Football, Bordeaux, lower will press, will counter press. So I think he'll fit well. But so, again, same argument. Is that type of defender that could win you the league? Is that the type of defender that could potentially go to the latter stages of the Champions League? Because they have a very fucking difficult draw. I mean, apparently Van Dijk is coming back in April. Uh, I don't know Joe Gomez. I don't know how how long he has left. But yeah. Yeah, maybe towards the end of the season, they would have Van Dyke back. Um, and maybe Nathaniel Phillips has been doing okay. Maybe he's been uh, Reese Williams, Bardo's doing okay. Mokulom yeah. doing okay, but none of them is Van Dyke quality. I don't well, think obviously it's it's, it's it's impossible to get a, a center back who hasn't who's never really played in the Prem and ask him to be. Uh, Van Dyke yeah, for, for like Van 5 Dijk. million <laughs> for 5 million yeah, it's never going to happen but with the system that club has with the system with the system club has it doesn't really you can slot in some players that don't have the, the insane quality 
mm-hmm. that's because they the defenders don't get tested as often because of how how high they press and how high the Liverpool team presses and they don't usually they're not usually put in situations where 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 they need to be great defenders they just need to be okay they need to be good with their feet they need to be quick they need to quick reflexes quick turning and just understanding of how any who's around you and awareness um but obviously Van Dijk is a, is a big loss for them but but see, you can see with how they put in Henderson there or Fabinho or Nathaniel Phillips they're not great center backs but uh, they can deal with the minimal amount of uh of threat that they face every game because yes. Liverpool dominates every game mm-hmm. uh, that's just the benefit of club system yeah What's up? We'll see, we'll that's see the benefit of us. having an established system come in and even when you rely by eventually on your players and, and they've been performing well. A great statement for that with the Leicester at Wolves game when they scored like nine goals and combined. Well, seven goals or eight goals. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's, it's definitely yeah, it's a big positive to be able to have that kind of yeah, system that players understand and there it's been implemented for years so uh, you just if someone if someone's injured someone is, is is leaving you can not easily but you can if you're any if, if, if you do your your homework you can definitely find a few players that can fill that position top let's uh, let's wrap it up here uh, yeah. Martin where can uh, where can people find you on social media uh, well, I'm I'm mostly on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Martin Magid, M-A-R-T-I-N-M-A-G-E-D. Uh, so yeah, you can throw abuse at me if you want. Yeah, we see that a lot. <laughs> I think it's because we both have peculiar opinions, Yanni, to the public, <laughs> so we can get the most heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm always down for a discussion about football. Yeah, but it's, a, no, it's, it's nothing personal. Like, when I see fights on Twitter about, like, it's not that deep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, uh, well, my Twitter handle is uh, is Egyptian Ethiopian. So it's E G Y P T I N E T H I O P I. And the podcast itself has a Twitter. It's, it's a Franco P L Show. So it's F-R-A-N-C-O-P-L-S-H-O-W. So it's just all one word, no uh, dashes or dots or anything. But uh, send us any questions you have. Send us any any uh, comments or anything you, you would like to, to say to us. Uh, Martin, I want to thank you for being with me. We're, we're two hours and five minutes now. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, it's really been a pleasure as always. Thank you for having me. Oh man, always, always. All right, we'll, we'll talk next week.